celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Music Vibes Podcast, and I am your host, DC Hendrix. Appreciate you finding us on this podcast. If you're listening to us right now, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, let us know what you are thinking of this podcast where we celebrate classics and create new ones right here on the Music Vibes Podcast. Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, click write a review, and let us know what you are thinking. This week's edition, unfortunately, we have to pay tribute to someone that we lost. Goes down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, of all time. At the age of 65, we have lost guitarist Eddie Van Halen due to his battle with cancer. Of course, American musician, songwriter, producer, and inventor, he was the main songwriter and lead guitarist of the American rock band Van Halen, which he co-founded back in 1972 with his brother Alex, bass player Mark Stone, and singer David Lee Roth. He is regarded one of the all-time great guitar players in rock history and well-known for making the tapping guitar solo technique popular van halen saved metal and most of it is because of eddie van halen's guitar playing we lost him and that's why we pay tribute to him here today a couple of moments i'm going to bring in uncle cliff he is the host of our big morning show every weekday from 6 to 10 a.m here at big 92.3 he's the biggest van halen fan that i know personally so it only makes sense to bring him in after a week vacation he wasn't even here last week to hear the news so this will be his first time speaking on it i'll be bringing him in to reflect on eddie van halen what he means to him his favorite guitar riffs all things Eddie Van Halen. Also, Eric Alper of Sirius XM up in Canada. He will be joining us as well to also pay tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Now, for me, the greatest guitar player ever is still Jimi Hendrix. He and he was pretty much the innovator of the electric guitar. But what Eddie did was he took what Jimi brought and took it to an entire new level. So we lost another great one in the music industry here in 2020. Let's reflect. Let's celebrate. Let's pay tribute to Eddie Van Halen. We got Uncle Cliff in here on the Music Vibes podcast, and we are doing a tribute today to the one and only Eddie Van Halen. Now, the biggest fan that I know personally of Van Halen, the band, and Eddie Van Halen is the one and only Uncle Cliff that you can hear at Big 92.3. You can check him out every weekday, 6 to 10 a.m. on the Big Morning Show. And he's definitely, easily, hands down, the biggest Van Halen fan that really? I know. Oh, absolutely. Really? You're wearing a Van Halen shirt right now. Well, I, yes, I am. <laughs> but I did that in honor of Eddie. That's as right. As a matter of fact, because I had all last week off. So That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, I got home. My wife and I went out on a ride from uh, my uh, motorcycle, and mm-hmm. we got back, and her cousin texted her mm-hmm. and said, uh, Eddie Van Halen died. And my wife re- reads it, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. No way. I'm like, man. And I'm like, I, I kind of thought. There was a part of me that was thinking uh, maybe, I don't know, a couple years ago mm-hmm. that when when all the reports of him having cancer and going over to Germany to get treatments and stuff, yep. and the fact that when they had the 40-year anniversary of one, uh, Van Halen and Van Halen 2 and they didn't do anything, so I started thinking, eh, you know, something's up. So I can't say that I was surprised. Uh, shocked? No. I'm, yeah, I guess in a sense shocked because, oh, wow. It finally happened. Mm-hmm. One of my uh, favorite uh, musicians of all time has passed away. And uh, 
So I've been basically cranking up Van Halen nonstop since last Tuesday, so almost a week straight. <laughs> so, okay, let's start there. Which What was the first one he played? Uh, actually, I went with uh, Tokyo Dome. Ooh, I started at the begin. I started at the top on Spotify and just right. let it play. Okay, all right. So yeah, obviously, I still think the consensus opinion on this is it still caught everyone from left field. Sure. Um, it's been twenty twenty has just not been friendly on the music industry. <laughs> Hasn't been friendly uh, on any industry. on anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you got Kobe Bryant as well mm-hmm. in sports. It's just been crazy. Uh, you got uh, actors, mm-hmm. actresses. Now, with Eddie Van Halen in particular, you know, this is a debate that comes up all the time. You know, where does he rank all-time guitarist? I know he's your favorite, but where would he rank for you? For me, he's number one. Uh, Jimmy, of course, is number two. Mm -hmm. And I'd say even uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's at number three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, and I guess I'm picking past uh, guitarists (laughs) because they're all gone. But I, I think the reason why I pick it that way is because... They were so bright and so electric during their time mm-hmm. that now it's been so long since you've heard uh, new Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, new Stevie Ray, and now, well, it's been since 2015 or 2012 since mm-hmm. uh, new Van Halen was out. So I'd say Clapton's up there, but I'm not sure where. I don't know if I'd make him in my top five, mm-hmm. um, but uh, my top three are definitely Eddie, Jimmy, and Stevie. So, I, so coming from a you know diehard Van Halen fan, mm-hmm. you know what in particular made Eddie so special in terms of playing the guitar? Back when Van Halen first came out, a friend of mine had it on cassette. I'd never heard it before, so mm-hmm. we're riding around my hometown in his '65 uh, Mustang, Oof. and he had a killer stereo in there. John Layton, Oof. if you're listening. Thank you. Um, so John, my buddy John, pops this tape in. He goes, you got to check this out. And he put it in there and cranked it up. And all of a sudden I hear, of course, running with the devil start. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, what is this? I heard the electricity of that guitar, the sound that it gets the hairs on my uh, arms standing up, <laughs> just taking me back to that day. Um, and it was something I'd never heard before. Uh, before that, Boston blew me away. Mm-hmm. You know, when Tommy Schultz came out with that incredible sound and that band was huge. Mm-hmm. Because when I grew up, man, all we had was that folk rock, you know, right. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and right. blah, 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 <laughs> which I'm like... I like Come that on. stuff I, too. I need electricity, man. I need Doobies. that guitar rock. Doobie Brothers, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when Van Halen hit the scene, it was it was mind blowing to me. Mm. And then the first time I heard Eruption, I just sat there. Ooh. I think my mouth was open and I'm like, <laughs> what in the heck is that? But yeah. I'll never forget that day. Riding around my hometown with uh with my buddy John and he and he popped that tape in. And I can't tell you mm-hmm. any other band that I know exactly where I was when I first heard their song. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's what makes them special. And so, in terms of Eddie Van Halen's greatest guitar riffs of all time, and I, there's plenty, of course. I mean, you can choose from any. But, so, and you don't have to give me just one. You can give me a few oh, that come in. I got, one. You got, I got one. What's I got the greatest guitar riff from Eddie? My favorite and greatest is the intro to Mean Street. Ooh. The tapping that the he tapping. does and then into that riff. 
Yeah. That to me is just incredible. And I, lo- I, I love that song. That's my favorite Van Halen song is Mean Street. Wow. We'll have to play that in tribute. We know we dropped the needle each and every week, sponsored by 20 Past Four and More, located at Broadway Street 2014. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll be doing that one. Uncle Cliff, thank you so much for coming in and reflecting. Thanks for having me. Uh, we lost Eddie Van Halen, and honestly, you were the first person I thought of, to be honest with you. <laughs> Apparently, the, a lot of people. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. So I, I know we lost that. a big one. Appreciate mm-hmm. you coming in, though. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Uncle Cliff for coming on and talking Eddie Van Halen. Now it's time to turn the page. Now it's time to bring in Eric Alper of Sirius XM to talk all things Eddie Van Halen. Hey, Eric, it's DC. How you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, we're doing all right here. Very excited to chat with you again. Um, unfortunately, we got to reflect on someone that we lost. Just so happens to be one of the greatest guitarists to ever grace the stage, um, Eddie Van uh, Halen. So got to got to talk about it. So your first reaction when you found out the news that Eddie Van Halen had passed away? Shock, uh, surprise, uh, but then maybe we shouldn't be since we first heard that he was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in April of 2001, when he first announced that he had cancer and kind of disappeared from from public life. You know, we, we kept hearing rumors that Van Halen was going to reform, not necessarily for new music, but definitely for touring, uh, whether it was going to be with David Lee Roth as lead singer or Sammy Hagar. Um, obviously, those things never came into fruition, mm-hmm. uh, except for a couple of shows and a couple of moments but um yeah you know sad all around 65 is much too young for for anybody to be passing away that's for sure yeah eric and you know everyone's been talking about you know eddie's legacy you know in terms of you know what he leaves other than just being the greatest guitarist what would you say and i know you're a long time music journalist even i believe you even did some pr work as well um so coming from you this will, this will probably be a little bit of a deeper thought but what would you say eddie van halen's legacy is in the music industry yeah, you know, um, he certainly has to be up there in the top three, no matter who you pick. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's right up there with Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Page. But Jimmy Page didn't really change the way how the guitar sounded. He was just astronomically heads and tails better than anybody else that was out there with when it came to riffs and songwriting and production and production and performing. Um, there, there's really two people that change the way that the guitar sounds mm-hmm. and the way that people play guitars. And, and one of them is Hendrix and the other one was Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fact that they were able to create hits all the way through their career with both David and Sammy as lead singers um, just showed everybody that Eddie was the true driver of that band. Mm-hmm. Whenever he wanted to go, that's where the band went. If he didn't want to do anything or tour or record, then the band stopped. Um, but, you know, just an immense talent, not only on the guitars, but, you know, I, I remember when just before 1984, the album back in 1984 came out mm-hmm. and a bunch of us, we were in high school and, you know, we were just talking music and, you know, as teenagers are wont to do. <laughs> and they, uh, you know, we were all just marveling at just how, how amazing he was and how cool he was and how everybody wanted, all the boys wanted to be him and all the girls wanted to marry him. And uh, somebody said, you know, he's learning how to play the synthesizer. And we were all like, whoa, like this is either going to be amazing or he's going to make Van Halen awful. 
because synthesizers weren't used for for rock bands. They were, you know, that was for like new wave bands, like Cheers for Fears and Flock of Seagulls and and uh, Spandau Ballet. Like those were those kind <laughs> of bands, Duran Duran. Yeah. Um, but he certainly he certainly demolished that thinking very quickly uh, once Jump came out. Um, so you know his legacy is just. It's set. It's set for decades. As long as there's a 15-year-old kid out there that wants to learn how to play rock and roll, he's going to get to Eddie Van Halen. You know, his the way that Eddie wrote and recorded and played, especially tapping. You know, it's one thing to play a thousand notes a minute. It's another just to make it sing. It's another to make it so melodic, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something that you know, all guitarists afterwards have to learn how to achieve because you can be Jeff Beck and you can be Joe Bonamassa or like a metal guitarist and just wail on the guitar. But it's another to actually create the songs that everybody can sing and hum and dance to. And that's certainly what Eddie Van Halen was able to do. That's right. And you absolutely did mention, you know, obviously Van Halen, the band had both David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, And I wanted to put you on the spot here as, you know, we all have our personal favorite albums that featured Eddie Van Halen on the guitar. So with both of those tenures with lead singers, what would be your favorite album with Eddie Van Halen on the guitar and why? Um, You know, I'm going to have to go and I'm going to I'm going to kind of cheese out a bit. Um, The music that you listen to as a teenager, no matter how old or how new it is. That's the music that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was 14 when 1984 came out and watching Much Music, which is our version of MTV here, and watching MTV whenever I had the opportunity as well. Um, it seemed like every video was a Van Halen video, um, whether it was Panama or Hot for Teacher or Jump or going back to Pretty Woman and Dancing in the Streets. Um, Ice Cream Man. There were just so many videos that were being played in the mid-80s from that band, but I'm going to have to go with the album that came out that was new. I was on the radio all the time because hit radio here would play Duran Duran, Van Halen, the first single from Talk Talk, and Phil Collins. And it didn't matter what kind of music you played. If it was a hit, hit radio would play you. It's not it's not a little bit like today. I mean, they would play country music if it was a hit, uh, and they certainly did. So, you know, I, I'm going to have to go with 1984 because that was that was the album that hit when I was around at the time, um, going to see them play live. And then I kind of went back a little bit, obviously, to their first record and their second record in Diver Down. But 1984 was the one that it was... It was current, and uh, that was the one that, you know, at 14 years old, you look at Van Halen and you realize that they're all rock stars. Like, if you or I were to wear some of the clothes (laughs) that David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen wore, we would look ridiculous. I mean, look, I was like, I was five feet tall. You know, I would look, I would look like somebody had thrown up on me after a night of drinking but they were able to do it like and it and pull it off and not only wear the clothes but perform in them and do live music and 
if you're Eddie Van Halen, you're wearing these clothes, you're jumping up and down, you're flying through the air, you're smoking a cigarette, blowing smoke rings while performing and doing the solo for eruption. Like, that's superhuman right there. And as a 14-year-old, you're like, wow. Like, nobody is doing stuff like this. And even when, you know, people would go back to classic rock of Jimi Hendrix and the Doors and the Who, that that music was great, but you just didn't feel strong as an emotional connection because you weren't around. You were You were admiring and appreciating the music from 20 years ago that didn't, that wasn't for you. I mean, it was for you because you were a music fan, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? It was just, mm-hmm. I wasn't around during 1968 when Hendrix was on fire. I didn't, I wasn't right. around when Keith Richards went from a nice, clean cut young man to an absolute fiend and a <laughs> drug addict and an alcoholic during exile on main street. Right. 1984 uh, was the peak of absolute rock stardom for this band. And, uh, um, so I'm going to have to say that album. I love it. I love it. And, you know, kind of looking at, you know, personal favorite guitar moments, and it could be a guitar riff or a solo, anything that you can think of. And a lot of people go to mean street, the beginning of eruption, um, as some of their personal favorites. So for you, your favorite guitar moment with Eddie Van Halen, which song was it and why? Um, you know, both those songs are, are just face melting, for sure, um, Mean Streets and Eruption, you just look at that and say to yourself, I, I wonder I wonder how much sleeping with his guitar as a kid and as a teenager, that, that helped. You know, that mm-hmm. absolute obsessiveness, that sheer amount of thousands of hours of practice. Um, but I've, I'm going to have to go, I don't know, I... I think the guitar solo on Michael Jackson's Beat It was pretty amazing. Ah. I mean... Back then, the stoners didn't hang out with the rockers. The rockers didn't hang out with anybody who was into R&B <laughs> and disco and funk. Like, that's then the, nobody mixed styles of music to a certain extent. I mean, I did, but I knew I was a little bit different, and that's why I get to do the things I do 30 years later or 35 years later, because I never, I never saw the different styles of music as anything but good, ba- good music and bad music. So when Eddie Van Halen secretly got the offer from Quincy Jones to do a solo on Michael Jackson's upcoming Thriller album. Mm. Eddie knew that David Lee Roth did not like Michael Jackson. He saw him as competition, mm-hmm. and he just felt like he wasn't going to help out the competition at all. Um, and maybe there was a little bit of arrogance. Like, no, dude, like, we're rockers. We don't, we don't do that. Um, even though that I think in the back of their mind, David Lee Roth secretly admired all of that as entertainers and showmanship. Mm-hmm. But Eddie Van Halen walked into the recording studio, listened to the song once, did that solo once, and walked out. And didn't get paid for it, did it all for free, and didn't tell anybody that he did the solo, which was ironic that the album 1984 never hit number one on the Billboard album chart for months and months and months. It was stuck at number two 
because Michael Jackson's Thriller with Beat It on it was the number one album for like six and a half months. Mm. Um, so I, I think that solo broke down so many people's philosophies of what music could be that it didn't matter if you were coming from hard rock or rock or metal, that you can play with somebody like Michael Jackson mm -hmm. and thus it was okay to like funk. It was okay to like disco. It was okay to like R&B. It was okay to like all sorts of different music. Um, and I think that broke down a lot of psychological barriers for people as arrogant, um, as racist as that was, because there was a lot of that with mm -hmm. certainly MTV not playing any videos from any black artists in the early 1980s until right. people like David Bowie and, and, and others and Michael Jackson's label, CBS group, threatening to pull all of their videos from MTV until they played Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Mm -hmm. The MTV just, just did not think that people in the middle of America would go for Michael Jackson. And they played him very, very little in the beginning of it all. Um, but they didn't play Rick James. They didn't play um, Luther Vandross. They didn't play Marvin Gaye. They certainly didn't play enough Diana Ross. Um, all of those things that all of those artists had hit. Um, so I, I think just that solo was just so astounding. But it also broke down a lot of racial and cultural barriers as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And I'm glad you touched on that because I had mentioned quickly about his guitar on Beat It. And a lot of people don't even realize that he was the genius uh, behind the guitar solo on Michael Jackson's Beat It. So really glad that you chose that one. And of course, after first finding out the news, you know, so on social media, which is pretty much how we figure out everything these days, um, scrolling Twitter or something. And I'm looking at your tweets and you're sharing all kinds of, you know, Eddie Van Halen stuff and reflecting. And you also have a blog up, uh, Eric Alper. I think it's, I'm trying to get your website. Uh, right. That EricAlper.com. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that EricAlper.com. You have a post up. Eddie Van Halen's isolated guitar for Eruption Beat at Panama and Unchained. And you were reflecting on that. Go ahead and uh, talk about what you have in that blog post. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, one of the really bad things I do. Um, is I post isolated tracks. And I say it's bad because, you know, I know that sometimes the artist didn't intend for these to go out, but they're out <laughs> there on YouTube. And, uh, and I think it, it allows people to have a real appreciation mm -hmm. for Phil Collins' dr isolated drums or John Bonham's isolated drums or um, or Marvin Gaye's isolated vocal for um, I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Just mm -hmm. absolute... Um, spine-tingling moments in music that when you strip away all the other instruments and you just leave the one track in the recording studio for you to hear crystal clear, um, I, I think people start to develop a real appreciation. So I found a, uh, a handful of, of isolated guitar parts um, because sometimes, you know, when it's isolated, you realize how many notes are being hit and where he's going with it, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to hearing the the dominance of the drums and the and the singer and the keyboard and the bass but when you strip everything away you realize um what in what a genius he was so so i had a lot of fun finding that stuff and it seems that you know a lot of people are are having a lot of fun listening to this stuff that they normally wouldn't get a chance to listen to and of course van halen is topping the charts along with fleetwood mac 
here in 2020. It yeah. feels like we feel like we time traveled a little bit. Late 70s, yeah, early. Welcome to 1977. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, That's bizarre. Yeah, on the iTunes charts in America, <laughs> um, Van Halen had eight of the top ten songs last week. <laughs> wow! And one of them was was uh, Fleetwood Mac. The other one was uh, was Josh. So you know, and then on the album chart, seven at any given time, seven or eight Van Halen albums was in the top ten, and the other two were were the new Taylor Swift album, um, <laughs> and uh, and Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits. So that's crazy. You know, I, I I don't you know whenever whenever somebody tells me Rock is dead, I always scoff at it. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not really. I mean, maybe maybe not in the same sense of of you know being on the radio. Um, as much as it used to, but you know, there's there's still teenagers out there that are listening and hearing Van Halen for the first time. That's right. That's crazy to even think of. And you know, speaking of that, were you ever able to see Van Halen live? Yeah, I saw their 1984 tour, and the only time I saw the band, um, I was 14 years old because mm. um, they were it. They were they were the biggest band on the planet, and mm. and. Uh, um, you know, I had really crappy seats, so I was just <laughs> watching them the size of ants. But they had a couple of screens, and uh, and then you you know, then you see like the live videos afterwards, and you were like, oh, I was there, I saw that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I had a chance to go see them once, um, and you know, like everybody else on the planet. Now I'm kind of kicking myself, going, ah, oh, maybe I should have went to go see them again. Mm-hmm. You know, especially their last tour when they had Cool and the Gang open. I mean, that was. I mean, if that wasn't a party mm-hmm. or could have been a party, you know, uh, anything would have been, you know, but that, that would have been a really good tour to, to, to see. Yes, absolutely. So if you can, if you could remember, describe what a Van Halen live show was like. Oh, it was like two and a half hours of fun. It, <laughs> it was it was absolutely joyous and entertaining with David Lee Roth bouncing around on the stage, cracking jokes, um, you know, being so politically incorrect <laughs> now. But, you know, I mean, he had midgets as security guards, you know, just mm-hmm. just for giggles. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Eddie Van Halen didn't stop moving. And when, when people talk about, um, you know, Mick Jagger dancing around and walking the equivalent of five miles every single show. I, I bet Eddie Van Halen probably did around that too. Um, you know, came off wearing no shirt um, <laughs> and the pants and wiry and skinny and buff and muscular. <laughs> and it was like, this is it. This is wrong. These are rock stars. You mm-hmm. know, the, these are rock stars. And you, you can't deny that with, Michael Anthony on bass holding it down and Alex Van Halen just mm-hmm. locking in with his brother. You realize, of course, they're amazing, Eddie Van Halen and Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been only playing music together for 20 years at the time. And then now, you know, for 50 years, mm-hmm. they've been jamming together and locking eyes and locking that groove um, the best that anybody had probably ever seen other than maybe Keith Richards and Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. just in terms of, of sheer experience. Um, you realize that they're brothers, that they're, there's something from a, a different planet that is going on there that us mere mortals can never, ever achieve to, because it's too late. Mm-hmm. If you and I were to start a band against everybody's will <laughs> that's listening, 
I'm pleading for us not to join a band. And even if we were great, you and I, we wouldn't be anywhere near the talent level and the synchronicity that Alice and Eddie had together. That's right. Yeah. And I, I'm terrible. So if that's an idea that you have. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah. Good. No, no, it's not going to happen. Okay, good. It's I was, not I was just making happen. sure. So, just... You know, I, I think we, we both found our respective <laughs> calling where we get to talk about music rather than that's playing right. it. That's right. That's why we sit behind the microphone. And one final question right. on this is we're kind of just reflecting on everything again, you know, just kind of reflecting on losing the, one of the greatest guitarists to ever play, Eddie Van Halen. I don't know if you've seen this, but David Lee Roth uh, made a couple of posts, obviously, after hearing the news and it means a lot because I know there was some tensions between the two and really heartfelt messages as he shared some old, some older pictures between David and Eddie. And it says, what a long, great trip it's been. What were your first thoughts when you first seen these pictures? Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's sometimes the really bad thing about social media is that people demand their attention as it happens sometimes without thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we demand in the moment as it happens, mm -hmm. um, a statement from somebody while news is breaking. Um, and, and I get that. I, I get why people have to jump on and give their thoughts right away without allowing it to process. Mm -hmm. um, I think both David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar were devastated. I, I think they lost not only their bandmate, but they lost their friend, their collaborator. Um, I, I, I think sometimes you have to give people some leeway, although it was a really great line that David posted on social media, mm -hmm. um, give him a month. And I think that he's probably going to be able to process the loss that much more. And when he's asked about it, in an interview coming up. And if you want to talk about it, mm -hmm. I'm sure the stories will, will come flying out of him. Um, only the good stuff. I, I don't think anybody wants to hear about the fights or the infighting, but that's music too. You know, you got to take the bad with the good too. But uh, I wasn't surprised that they, that they thought about it, but I think that they were just, it hit them. I it hit everybody. I think in the band so fast, so fast, so hard that mm -hmm. the only thing you can do is just write a line and step away from social media and leaving yourself alone to the thoughts and mourning privately. That's right. Eric Hopper joining us here from Sirius XM. Before I let you go, for everyone that's listening right now, in case they have um, maybe listening to Eddie Van Halen on the guitar or Van Halen for the first time or anyone that's listened as much as we have or as big as fans of Eddie Van Halen, um, what would you say? What did exactly did we lose, in your words, when we lost Eddie Van Halen last week? I'm certainly one of the most creative guitarists who ever lived, both in terms of actually playing the guitar and also songwriting. Um, you know, he, they took it back to a moment in time that we'll never be able to go back to, where, where music and entertainment was fun, it was reckless, it was dangerous, it was sexual, mm -hmm. it, was, um, it was rampant with alcohol and drugs. And people got lost along the way, but uh, but certainly with Van Halen, you, know, you can either start at the first album and work your way down, or just start at the greatest hits record and sit back and marvel because that music will will never be boring. And uh, um, yeah, I, 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 it's just such a loss. It's it's unbelievable that happened. 
Absolutely. And that's why we're celebrating and reflecting on Eddie Van Halen here today. Lost him at the age of 65 last week to a battle of cancer. Eric Alper, of course, of SiriusXM. Go ahead and plug your show. I know I'm a huge fan of listening, and I wanted to give you the floor. How can everyone listen to your show? Oh, thanks so much. Um, yeah, they can go to uh, that ericalper.com, and I usually post it on there. Or they can listen to SiriusXM Channel 167 uh, during the weekends. And I usually post everything on Twitter as well, at that Eric Alper. And thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I always love talking to you. Absolutely. Love having you, Eric. Thank you so much once again, and we'll talk again soon. Perfect. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much to both Uncle Cliff and Eric Alper of SiriusXM for joining us here on the Music Vibes podcast to help pay tribute, reflect, and celebrate the life and times of Eddie Van Halen. So it's time to drop the needle, sponsored by 20 Past 4 and More, located at 2014 Broadway Street here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Go ahead and see my friends at 20 Past 4 and More for all of your tobacco products and needs. Again, 2014 Broadway Street here in Fort Wayne. I believe you can order online as well. Just search and find Broadway 20 Past 4 and More, and you can place your order there as well. Go ahead, see my friend Kevin there and say hi. Let him know that you heard it right here on the podcast. He may give you a special a little deal you never know just tell him i sent you so as we're celebrating eddie van halen here today i wanted to go back to my personal favorite album from van halen and cliff mentioned this earlier in the interview at the beginning and he mentioned that this was his personal favorite album as well so we're going to go back to 1981 for this one when van halen released the album fair warning the opening track sets it all off this is one of the first albums that introduced me to van halen so it only makes sense to drop the needle on it so the opening track on fair warning is mean street van halen mean street let's drop the needle rest in peace eddie Think is nothing might be something after all. Now you know. 
travel with dc hendrix on the music vibes podcast you can subscribe on apple podcasts google play and spotify on your mobile device podcasts by federated media podcasts by federated media